Hey folks, as you know, I love helping people, especially people trying to help themselves. So I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener. My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back, the link to donate is below. If you are unable to help, please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you. Serious people of Reddit who have experienced clinical death and then been resuscitated obviously what, if anything, did you experience on the other side? My sister, a friend of ours, and I got caught in a riptide and everyone on shore thought we were playing. So nobody responded. I swam as hard as I could, and fought and fought, until I started swallowing water and actually breathing it in. At first, it stung like hell but then, a peaceful feeling came over me, and I remember thinking, well, that wasn't too bad. I guess dying, doesn't hurt as bad as I always thought. I felt a profound peacefulness. It was at that moment, that my rescuer pulled me out of the water, and shocked me back to life. I had an out-of-body experience, but the only way I knew it was out-of-body was because my vantage point changed. It did not feel like anything but I was watching what was happening in the hospital room from up by the ceiling looking down. I have no recollection of anything, except that I got to watch my resuscitation. I watched people coming in and out of the room. I watched my family. I have a clear view of the room I was looking towards the foot of the bed. The last memory I had before the out-of-body experience was that I was feeling very euphoric from lack of oxygen and I could hear them asking if I anyone had a pulse and die. Thought that was really funny, because of course I had a pulse I could hear them. I was unconscious, so I could not respond, but I was thinking they were not great doctors. Then next thing I know, I'm watching them from the ceiling. I have no recollection of returning to my body at all. I also had no lights or deep thoughts or tunnels or aha moments. I do not know if I was clinically dead, but I assume that is what it was. I had a cardiac issue and arrested at home and in the air while in the waiting room. I kept losing consciousness and they were not even looking at my heart. They were about to court scan my brain when someone hooked me up to a portable monitor and saw I had a heart rate of about 20 which is basically none. During one of those times, I was suddenly in a place where I was completely aware of myself, but had no thoughts of what was going on with me. I felt no pain. Could see nothing but white it felt like I was in a warm dry cloud. Really hard to describe. But all the chaos of them coding. Me vanished. I did not think about my husband, children, or parents. Just, hey, this is weird. Where am I? I remember it now extremely clear, like it was yesterday, though this happened in 1996. I have passed out before, and this was not that. I have been under general anesthesia, and it was nothing like that either. I was resuscitated, and now live with a pacemaker as a result of that day. I was 30 when it happened. Whatever caused my cardiac issues, that day never happened again. The pacemaker never fired, and the battery has long since died. Cardiologists say I can have it removed if I want. But why bother? It will be there if I need one again someday. My dad was clinically dead for 25 minutes in February because of a massive heart attack while he was in a two. 
he was really out of it and repeated himself a lot. He kept telling us the same story. He said he was walking down a grey corridor with his mother who passed away in 2002 and described what she was wearing I believe what she was buried in. And they had the following conversation. Grandma what are you doing here? Dad I have come to be with you. Grandma no son. Not yet. You have a wife and children to get back to and you have not met all your grandkids. And then she walked ahead of him and he came back to us. We kept asking him if it was a dream. But he said it was so vivid and he could describe very detailed images of my grandma and what they were wearing. When I was 5 years old I was in a house fire. I was clinically dead and I have memories that I had a strange vision when everything happened. The best way I can explain it was that I had an out of body experience. I switched from a first person view to a third person view. Then I can describe my vantage point as a camera on a constant, zoom out up into the sky, and then into space and basically the speed of the zoom out increased exponentially, until I was so far zoomed out, that I passed through strange and beautiful colors I could hardly describe at the time. I thought it was heaven at that age. Now when I try and remember it, I can describe it as passing through galaxies and nebulas. I believe that my conscience bonded with my energy, and it was released from my body to all the energy which is still accelerating outwards away from the big bang. I believe that all energy is somehow connected and there are many types and forms of it, we do not understand yet. When I was 13 I had peritonitis following a botched appendectomy. It was late on a Sunday night and the hospital called in a general surgeon bypassing the incompetent idiot who had operated on me a few days earlier. The surgeon told my parents he had to operate now, or I would die. While he was gloved up, and doing a rectal probe my heart stopped it took only seconds, to whip the glove up, and do heart massage. What was weird was just before my heart stopped my perspective changed. My conscious self was suddenly calmly observing the scene from a vantage point near the ceiling at the far corner of the room. I watched the doctors massaging me with a couple of nurses nearby. I could see my mum sitting in a chair with her head in her hands looking desperate. Shortly after that I found myself enveloped in darkness then a light appeared at the end of some kind of tunnel. A feeling of peace overwhelmed me. I started to move towards the light, but became aware I had a choice go to the light and never return, or go back from the light and live. I went back. The whole experience freaked me out to the point I could not talk about it for many years without breaking out into a cold sweat with tears, and it was not until many years later I could talk about it following publicity about similar NDEs. It was comforting knowing my experience was not unique. There is no religious perspective in this experience I was raised without religion, and would describe myself as an atheist, although I would love a rational explanation of the vision. I wrote a much expanded version of this for Dr. Sampania who has been doing the research into NDEs, and he uses my piece in his lectures. And my skin is prickling about it even now all these decades later. I have a family member that died in the air from a ruptured aneurysm. He said that he woke up in a big open field and could see a shining city in the distance. The city was white and glowing, but also had colors coming off it. Like it was iridescent there was a gate. He knew he was dead, and he knew that was heaven, so he started running toward it. He could see people, but not make out who they were. He was happy and pain free. Then he heard his wife call his name and beg him not to leave her. She admitted she did say that to him, when they were trying to revive him in the air upon hearing this. He turned and started walking back the other way. When I asked him if it was 
because he loved her so much and didn't want to leave her. He said no. I was really disappointed. I wanted to stay. But I didn't want her to be mad at me. My grandfather died a couple of times leading up to his actual death. I got to ask him about what he experienced after should I say. He gave conflicting answers in most accounts. Although I put that down to how much morphine he was on each time. Once he described seeing his brother who he never got along with. His brother had passed before I was born, but he told me that he was still a bastard. Other times he described seeing fabulous lights and feeling out of his body, whereas other times he said it was just lights out. Gone. Nothing. Like falling asleep and walking up. No consciousness to speak of. In all of his experiences though, he never spoke of seeing any gods. He never experienced suffering, nor bliss. It just seemed like sometimes he had get a random picture in his head or see lights and other times would not. Him seeing his brother never made much sense. They were never really close as they were 11 years apart. So growing up was never tight-knit for him. And by the time he was old enough to know his brother, he had long since left for the army. When his brother came back from the army, well, he was a bastard. That is what I was told. Anyway. I died in a suicide attempt. I overdosed. It is strange, because this is the memory that is the most vivid in my head. I remember falling to the ground. I kinda let go. The 911 operator. I could hear her voice. It was very distant. As if you were to cup your hands over your ears. And my vision was blurry. I felt dizzy. Eventually my vision gave out. And what I saw is like. When you stand up too quickly and all you see is static. It looked like that before going dark. I remember that, when my vision died out, my hearing and touch senses became stronger than usual. I could feel the floorboards still. And then I felt this tingling sensation. As if my entire body was one giant funny bone, and I had just hit it. And then my touch was gone. At that moment my hearing senses cranked up extremely loud. I heard this loud, sharp ring and then everything went silent. For a split second I was watching myself. I was in a pitch black space, and I saw my mom she is dead, but it is like I was watching a movie of myself watching my mom. The image left me, and my hearing was back. Still extremely muffled and faint. I could faintly hear an ambulance, and then again my senses were gone. All I felt was this strange feeling of comfort. I felt safe and calm. Fast forward to the hospital. When they were pumping my stomach all I felt was flashes of consciousness. I kept fighting it though. I wanted back to that feeling of safety and comfort. I did not want to live. I suddenly felt this heaviness on my right arm. And as weird as it sounds there was shapes that I cannot describe being flung at me in the complete darkness. And my head said that the heaviness was a sword that I needed to use to block the shapes or else when I gained consciousness my life would be even worse. It was really terrifying, and I'm not sure whether it was my mind being crazy, or if there is some psychological reason behind it. When I came back I felt so numb both physically and mentally, and I never wanted to experience that again. Yet a year later I overdosed a second time and the exact same feelings happened. It was so strange. Post hysterectomy at 26 apparently I died. Just briefly though. I always say almost. I almost died. I remember waking up from the operation in so much pain. Uncontrollable. Indescribable pain. 
My body does not process pain like most people's this is literally how I found out and so I guess my brain just noped the duck out. The nurse bless her heart trying to get my pain under control essentially killed me. And I remember a bench. A very dark nothingness but a bench. That stretched out on both sides of me into an eternity of nothingness. The dark was dark but not. The type that has a light source you just cannot find. And you have to squint to see. I was not in a room. Just a vastness and I somehow knew there was nothing else there. I no call it the waiting room of death. Further down the bench was a man. With a hat. Who merely sat as I did. And I believe that man was my grandfather. A moment of digression my grandfather died a couple years prior of pancreatic cancer. I talked to him on the phone the day before. And he said to me. With a chuckle in his voice. I'm dying. But that is okay. I have lived those words. His peace. Stuck with me. We were not exceptionally close as he was not a very affectionate man but I always had this deep love, respect and appreciation for him. He had done his hat at dawn and walked to do his errands. He had come in after, take off his hat, step through the door. It was the same pattern every day I stayed there during summers and I always marveled at his hat. A brown tattered thing he handled with such delicacy. Even more of a deviation years after his death and mine I was diagnosed with his same chronic illness not pancreatic cancer it's hereditary and no one else in my family has it. Just kinda. I don't know. Back to death though. It was peaceful. Still. I sat like I was waiting for my number to be called but it never was. This guy I worked with said he was in a car crash and had died for 3 minutes in the hospital and ever since he came back he said he could tell how many spirits were following a person. My friend Ray and I didn't believe him of course so I asked okay bro how many spirits are following me then. He took a step backer and said you have 3 spirits that follow you. 3 is my lucky number. I was a little shocked. I told him my lucky number was 3 and he was a little surprised too. So my friend says how many spirits are following me. He does the same step back and says there's only one spirit that follows you. But it comes and goes. My friend looked at me and he goes to a dude that's stuck in weird. I asked why and he explained that he had dated this girl that was a Wiccan. He had told her one day that he would feel like someone would be sitting in the passenger seat in his car while he was driving. He would turn to look but noon would be there. She told him it was her, and that she would check on him every once in a while. This wasn't me, but my grandma. She was clinically dead from cancer complications for a bit, but they brought her back. She relayed to my mom, her siblings, and my grandpa, that she felt an intense peace, and saw her brother, her parents, and some other relatives who had passed on before her. She saw her twin sons, that she lost a few hours, after they were born. Apparently she didn't want to come back initially and was given the option to stay, but she was told guided to the decision that my mom's youngest sisters still needed her. They weren't out of high school yet and needed their mom. So she came back and then the cancer eventually got her. I do not know if I died for a bit or what, but I woke up from whatever it was with my heart going bam. One night in 2010 or 2011 I remember waking up in a room. At that quiet blue hour just before dawn, I was surrounded by a two or three dozen other people, all still sleeping. It was a room about 60, 70 feet wide and 40 feet from front to back with a few of what seemed to be really long seats, like pews, toward the front. Two, I think, 
Behind and to the flanks of those seats was like a split level sort of square U-shaped platform area, with two levels, where everyone was laying down on the floor. On the walls opposite the doors were fairly tall, translucent, windows, like they were frosted, and only the general color of outside light could get through. As I woke up and kind of oriented myself, the doors opened quietly as a couple of people shuffled in. As if not to unduly wake anyone, there was some sort of hall beyond the door not a hallway, like a corridor, but a hall, a large open space, well lit. I could see a couple of structures like where actual hallways began, and I could tell there were a good number of pretty people bustling about, the people in our room left, quietly closing the doors behind them. After a few minutes, the doors opened again, gently, but, this time completely unapologetically, and the lights came on. I could now see that the room was white. A small line of people from the hall filed in. But I was kind of too taken in by the dawning realization that I was dead to pay much more particular attention to them. I will get to this in a bit. To describe the atmosphere, I might refer to the feeling kind of like when you are on long international flight and they use those dim morning lights as they start making the final approach to your destination kind of muted feeling. With most people asleep, a couple people stirring about, occasionally opening and closing the overhead compartments. Really low energy at first, but as people come to the place livens up. For anyone who has not experienced that, maybe think of a sleepover with friends where you kind of all crashed in the living room and your parents are at first cautiously navigating your scattered bodies as the sun begins to peek over the horizon and into the windows and everyone kind of starts waking up on their own, and sitting there sleepily. Going back to my previous statement, by this point I'm not sure who else. I had come to realize that I had died. I did not have any context of how or when, but I did not care, and I remember feeling absolute warmth and peace and the thrill of learning whatever was to come next. It was a true sense of home and belonging. Even though I did not know anyone there, I was free of stress or anxiety, or the pressure of time limits, as in I was not even aware of those things it is only in retrospect that I noticed any of that. That is just how gone time was, how absolutely free I had felt. I could tell in my bones that this was simply the next step, and I could not wait to get started. There was a trio of guys, brothers, I think, and as they were waking up, they were completely disoriented, they did not know where they were or anything, and they were a bit upset trying to figure out amongst themselves what had happened. All they remembered was being on a plane home and now they were here. I actually watched them a bit with excitement. And my feeling was like wait. Do they not get it? Do not they know? And I was wondering if I should break the news to them. And I even asked one of the people who was working there if it was against any rules to do so. She smiled, amused, and said no. It was fine. But I decided that it would be more interesting for them if I let them figure it out on their own. Other people started coming into the room. Not workers. Other people. Like us. But who had been there for some time. Because I was so caught up in the feeling I did not notice specifically how the other people were interacting. Or what they were saying. I only knew of one of the people who came in. But he was not someone I did known personally in life. I approached him. But I cannot remember at the moment my short conversation with him, and other people, were wanting to talk with him, too. I had so many questions. I'm tempted to write what I think he said, 
But I do not want to fill in any cracks with things I'm not 100% remembering. I think I wrote this all down sometime after. But I do not have access to that journal right now, since I'm stuck in Japan because of COVID. Maybe I will find it someday and update this post. As if it will matter by then. Anyway that was about when I woke up at some odd hour, and I felt my heart just squeezing the blood through, kind of painfully, then pounding. As I opened my eyes, again, I cannot say without a doubt that I died or anything, but the heart thing had me seriously wondering, and more than that. Given how vivid and real the place and the feelings were especially considering I did struggled without really knowing with the scars of an abusive home life. And the absolute night and day contrast between how I always typically felt and how I did felt there. It was like when you put on glasses for the first time and you wake up to all the details you had long forgotten ever existed. It was like that for my heart perfect. Heavenly clarity with no anxieties or hang ups about the past. No shame or fear or regret or longing or anger or grudges or frustration with what I did been robbed of. None of it mattered. From there it was only onward and upward. Building on a foundation of a difficult past whose only purpose and effect was to make me who I had become so far. Nothing more. Nothing less. I was so terribly, profoundly disappointed to be waking up again to this limited, chemically imbalanced bag of flesh and electricity. I'm working with a client who died twice. One time was 20 years ago, when he was mid-40s. He was a truck driver, and he inhaled toxic fumes. He remembered falling to the ground. Next thing he knew, he was in his kitchen chair, in a long white hole with a lot of doors. Then he woke up still laying on the ground with the paramedic next to him. He was dead for two minutes. The other time occurred just a few weeks ago. He does not remember why he died. He got told about it when he was in the hospital. Before he told me this story, he wanted to know if I'm religious. He was afraid I would not believe him. He was at home in his kitchen chair. He already had 4 small seizures this morning as far as he remembered it. Was early. Then he fell on his table. When he got up. He found himself in his kitchen chair again in the long white hole with a lot of doors leading somewhere else. In front of him are his parents who died nearly 10 years previous to this. From the door to his left he hears the screams of his ex-wife help. Get me out. Help. Help get me out. It is too hot. Help. It hurts. Get me out. Get me out. His mother interrupts the screaming and says you cannot get her out. And your serene wife will join her there. He looks at his mother. She looks not like she looked when she died. She talks again it is not your time yet. You will have to stay there a little longer. Then he got rolled backwards as the light in the hole dimmed. He woke up at his kitchen chair. Next thing he remembers is a hospital bed. He does not know if him coming back to the kitchen was real or not. He believes this was real. I have noticed a lot of nothing comments which makes sense and a lot of dream comments which also makes sense. I once saw a study that suggested the brain may remain active for up to 5 minutes after your death. In my family we always reference my grandfather who was in WWII and had heart problems after. He was a bomber navigator and had a few planes shot down and supposedly he died in those instances. But that does not count as clinical as nobody else could provide witness. I guess he was the sole survivor of some of the crashes. Later in life, he enjoyed running marathons. He continued. Up until they forced him to stop because he had a fatal heart attack during a marathon when he was in his late 70s. 
Every time he died he said the same thing happened he would be greeted by his in-laws at the afterlife. They would yell at him for leaving behind his wife and tell him to not come back to the afterlife until she had lived a full, happy life and died peacefully. He was always grumpy about this and wanted to die, but they would not let him up. This supported the family's religious beliefs for many years. Also, we think he was trying to poison her near the end and he pushed her down a flight of stairs at one point. Anyway, he loved her very much and was very upset when she did finally die. Ironically he continued to live 2 years after she passed and lived well into his 90s. When I was 11, my mum was in a serious car accident and died twice was resuscitated both times. I know a lot of people say there was nothing, but she doesn't agree. She said it was like falling asleep and then waking up in her grandmother's kitchen who raised my mum and had been dead for about 8-9 years. She said she was sitting at her grandmother's kitchen table and her grandmother walked over and handed her a cup and coffee and smile at her. She said she felt like she was there for a long time. Just having coffee with her grandmother. Like time didn't exist. Then she was back in the car again and people were resuscitating her. She was airlifted to our local hospital and died again on the way there. She said she was back in her grandmother's kitchen. Her grandma gave her a hug and then she was back in the helicopter again. Thankfully my mum is still alive. But her mum recently died. And my mum said that she know that her mum is waiting for her in her grandmother's kitchen. A long time ago I was smoking weed with my friends in the woods I live in the Netherlands. So we were not being illegal. I couldn't really handle weed or alcohol, but I wanted to be cool, so I joined in anyway. After a while I started feeling funny. I did not recognize my surroundings anymore, and we went for a little walk. All of a sudden I collapsed on the ground, and I was immediately a few feet up in the air. I was looking down on my body lying there, and my friends panicking. I could hear their thoughts kinda but also the things they said to me. I saw one of them starting to hit my face to wake me up. I looked away from my body and was now at the top of the trees. I remember it being so peaceful, like whatever happened was going to be fine. Not a care in the world. Then someone hit me in my face and I was back in my body. Not really a death experience. I was never dead. Probably just high out of my mind, but I still remember that peace and comfort like it was yesterday. I do not believe in an afterlife at all, but if it turns out there is. I wish it is going to be like that experience. Just a peaceful floating at the top of the trees. Suicide survivor here. Sleeping pills. My mother's pain pills. And a jug of whiskey. Doctor said I was clinically dead for about 10 minutes then in a short 3 day coma. I remember two things. The world was. Gone. Destroyed. Like an apocalypse. Everything had so muted colors it was like black and white TV. There were knights on horses cobbled together armor and weaponry. Some wore white. Some black. A constant flow of battle. Screams. Death. One knight wore gray and was just watching. Following the battle. He said this was the eternal struggle in limbo. Those who were sent there fought eternally in a war. During and being reborn to fight again. And then a flash of light and the fighting stopped. Color returned. And I felt warmth and love. I remember just before opening my eyes smelling a mixture lavender and sage. It is remembered because my mother who was right there when I woke up asked about heaven. And she wrote down what I told her and put it in my scrapbook. 
I do not really know if this fits here, but a few years ago I had a dream. Everything around was white, like overflowing with white mist, and at the same time nothing at all. And in the middle of all that, in front of me was like this stone. Ash. Gate. It had symbols on it, and I just stood there, observing it and like 5 seconds later it kind of swallowed me, like I did not walk in it, but it walked over through me, and with that I could feel this. Ease. I looked around, and it was like something you see in movies. Beautiful gardens. Floating mountains and waterfalls flowing from them. I saw a woman walking by, and I asked what is this place. She looked at me, like she wanted to say bishwa. Are you dumb? But then her look got more. Serious. Worried. She walked closer to me, and said you are not supposed to be here. She touched my chest with her hand, and it did not really feel like much. Just like a cold outline, and then she kind of pushed me out with it. With the push I instantly woke up, and my heart was pounding. I could feel every part of my body pulsating. Throbbing and then it all normalized. What did the woman look like? What kind of symbols were on the gate? She looked normal. Had curly. Fabulous hair I could say. Her clothes were the type of blankets Greek people wear. The symbols I honestly have no idea. They were constantly changing without a pattern. Seemed random. I was in a coma for 5 days, when I was 13, 2003. I was riding a scooter, and was struck by a car in a blind turn. I do not remember, that day or several days before. I do not remember roughly 6 months, after I came out of the coma. But, I do remember a dream I had, while I was knocked out that played over and over and over. I was standing riding on the back of a golf cart, where the golf bag would normally go in a humongous grass field shaped as a bowl. I don't know who was driving the golf cart, but every time we would approach near the top of the bowl-like grass field, the golf cart would suddenly turn around and head back down the hill, only to begin to climb the other side and repeat over and over and over, and you all know the difference between a dream that is rather vague and a dream that is so vivid and realistic that you can almost smell and actually feel things from that dream, and it seems to last for longer than just a few moments. Well, this was the most vivid dream I have ever experienced in my whole life. I still have this dream. To an extent, but it seems as though my brain will either involuntarily switch to another dream or wake me up for a quick restart. In closing, I did not see the other side, but I sometimes wonder if I were to be one of those people stuck in a coma for months or years. Would I continue to dream that same dream the whole time, or would I eventually move on to another dream? Or maybe, just maybe, I would slowly move on to the other side and leave my earthly body behind. I've had a few near-death experiences that have left me feeling as if my time and space had been altered, but never died. I have had many dreams of my demise, whether it be from a comet hitting Earth or some sort of doomsday incident, to being shot in the face or falling from high places. I watch the water and soil of the planet come toward me, and in what seems to be seconds, I'm gone. The result to me was always the same. My body was no longer there, and there was nothing but pure energy, and a feeling of freedom throughout my entire fabric of being. In those moments I felt infinite and limited. Everything and nothing. I imagine and in some ways hope this could be true. I remember in one very specific moment, a friend and I held on to each other as we watched an asteroid land in the ocean, and a wave came toward us, swallowing us into the abyss that lay behind the surface, and in that moment there I was, 
without any feeling of limbs or flesh, sight, smell, or taste. I just was. I felt liberated. I hope this makes sense. A few years ago I had my first heart attack. It is a condition where my heart does not get the electrical signals needed to beat, so it just cuts off. The first time it happened was one morning I had just gotten out of the shower and had started to shave at the sink. I had lathered my face up and had taken the first swipe at my right side burn. While I was looking in the mirror I suddenly noticed I was not pulling the razor down. And then I noticed I could move or feel my hand. And then I noticed I was not breathing and that I did not have a heartbeat. Then. As if in super slow motion saw myself fall to the floor, while my face and head hit everything on the way down. I remember thinking to myself as I hit the faucet this is going to leave a big ass scar. Then everything just went dark. No more thoughts no anything at all. Then I woke up, to having my chest crushed by my baby, and feeling tons of pain all over my body. Then the paramedics took over and kept talking, but I really could not understand them, because of all the pain. I can remember being rolled into the ambulance and the one paramedic said, do not be scared. This is going to help with the pain. Then I went blank again and no pain. I woke up a few hours later, and that is when the docs told me I had a heart attack and I was a very lucky man. The doctor said that they could only guess I was dead for a couple of minutes the first time, but in the ambulance I had been dead for 3 minutes and 37 seconds. Friends have asked me about it, and what it is like to die, and I just tell them. It is like cutting off a TV, or unplugging a light. One second you're here, and the next is nothing. Bam. No regret. No remorse. No anything. Afterwards. Though it did give me a little be more thoughtfulness towards other people's religious beliefs. As long as people's beliefs make them content and happy without harming others. More power to them. Whatever gets you through a day and gives you some kind of purpose. Even if that purpose is futile or false in my opinion. From my agnostic standpoint, I still do not have enough information to form a valid opinion one way or another about an afterlife. I do know that I would be very sad to be in a heaven that was created by the same twisted mind that created hell. My mom and I almost died during the birth procedure because of the doctor's mistake. She was clinically deaf for about 8-9 hours. She lost a lot of blood a whole bunch of people had to come in to give it to her. When she died she recalls it as her soul leaving the body levitating out seeing the entire room from the ceiling. She says she was at peace the pain disappeared she felt happy she even sweared at the doctor who made the mistake. Disappearing from the room she heard voices calling her like a trip to another dimension she says she was not afraid as she felt joy walking there. Suddenly the music started playing as she saw a figure of a man they started talking and he told her unfortunately your time has not come yet. He spoke about her qualities and mistakes and even told her something about the future she does not want to tell me. He even told her what name to give me saying for he will be known by that name. When the doctors brought her back to life saying it was a miracle in all of that pain she smiled like nothing was wrong. My mom is my hero and a real life warrior she went taught a lot especially during the war her entire family was killed in Kosovo in 1999 and then the hell of a NATO bombing of Serbia that came after. Since her death she became woke about life enjoying and cherishing every single moment of it. I had a beautiful childhood, although living in Europe's powder keg bork and she never taught me to hate on anybody. I always ask her did the man reveal anything about the future she just 
Larson says we are all about to experience collective awakening. She is now retired after a career in archaeology and culture. I love you fellow Reditors I thought I would share this with you hope you like it. Hey folks as you know I love helping people. Especially people trying to help themselves so I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener. My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back the link to donate is below, if you are unable to help. Please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you.